What's up, guys? It's three-time NFL Pro Bowler All-Decade Return Specialist Josh Cribs. I want to welcome you to the College Sports Connection Podcast where AA Alex and AJ host the Mid-American Conference Best. everybody alex the captain here coming to you from week two of mac media day this week we introduce chuck martin from miami university and jason candle from the university of toledo hope you guys enjoy Welcome back to the College Sports Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Alex the Captain. Joining me is AJ the Guru. What's going on, everybody? AJ, we are... What makes AJ a Guru, first of all? AJ, you like that? That's great, but... He, he came up with it. I don't, I don't know what is the qualifications for he, a Guru. I always want to meet a Guru. Well, he, he's the Guru. He knows more people in sports than I could even dream of. There we you go. Know, he's, that, that's where he's the Guru. I'm just the Captain because that's what my camp kids called me, as the Captain, so... We just rolled with it. You got the you got the smooth voice, right? Right. right. <laughs> right yeah, he, he came up with a nickname. I just rolled with it. So I, I wish someone would come up with a cool nickname for me. So maybe you can do that. We can do that. We've got the power. Chuck the Commander Martin. Yeah, that's kind of lame. All right, keep uh, going. Okay. We'll All think right, about it. We'll work out. We'll, but hey, we're not as cool as a guru. I would <laughs> like to be known as a guru or something. Right. We'll, we'll work out. Yeah. Uh, but we are here joined by the head coach of the Miami Red Hawks, uh, Coach Chuck Martin. Coach, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Hard to leave her back here already. Football season's getting ready to go. What do you say, five weeks till opening week? Yeah. we got a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. <laughs> well, let's get into that work. Um, so last year, obviously, you guys finished the season with a bowl victory, 27-13 uh, to 13 in the Frisco Classic. A uh, great win over North Texas. But last year, a lot of people were kind of talking about the season of what if. Uh, four games by a one-score loss. Kind of talk about that um, and just kind of where you guys are going, what direction you guys are taking to improve upon that to get back to Detroit. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a great year in so many ways, and like you said, ended with a great bowl victory. Um, frustrating so many ways because, um, you know, you're – lose three conference games by three points and you lose your last conference game in double overtime by a point and uh, have many opportunities to win it and, and you know no no excuses we didn't get it done uh, but you lose 48-47 double overtime and you're, you're one, one inch away from being where you want to be and you had first and goal at the one yard line with 45 seconds left and you couldn't punch it in that's that sticks with you in the offseason <laughs> trust me so uh, but again every year is different from different situations, but you know, we, we got a bunch of new guys, we lose a bunch of guys on defense, um, we got a bunch of guys back on offense. So, um, we got great kids in our program, they're tremendously talented football players. They've, they've done everything we've asked them, but they're just great kids, they're great human beings, they're great young men, they're a blast to be around. So, we'll have a chance every year. You, you, you always, I would say, you have enough talent and you mix it in with some character, you're gonna have a chance to compete. Um, and that's where we kind of put this program year in, year out. We're gonna have a chance to fight for the MAC championships. And last year, we didn't quite get it done, but we're not gonna 
we're not going to overthink it too much. We're just going to say, hey, we're right knocking on the door, and we got to make one more play this year. So uh, we got another opportunity, and, and you guys know this league. It's every week you got to come to play, and we had some great MAC wins, and we had some disappointing MAC losses last year. That's the MAC. You got to come every play and bring your A game. If not, anybody can beat anyone. We live it every year. So, um, but we're real excited heading into this season, and we, we feel like we've got a great group of kids coming back. Last, so last week I was golfing. You were talking about offense. I was golfing. And I was partnered with Mac Pippenhammer's dad. Okay. So he's the second year out of Penn, transferring to Penn State. I told his dad I asked about him. How's Mac this year? We were looking to see out of him uh, coming back for his second year. At yeah. Had a great first year with second team All League. Uh, obviously, Jack Sorensen, who's with the Bengals right now, yeah. <laughs> uh, was our leading receiver and had a tremendous senior year. But uh, Hip, Hip is. Hip had a great year last year, and I think year two you're going to see even bigger and better things out of Hip this year. Um, and then Jalen Walker's our the receiver that's got a ton of experience that we relied on for the last three, four years. That's so with Sorensen leaving Hip and Jay Walker to totally take this thing over. Although they're already a big part of our offense, um, they're they're going to totally take this thing over on the outside this year. You know, talk about Brett Gabbert. You know, obviously he's on the Maxwell Award watch list. He's on the Davey O'Brien Award watch list. You know, his leadership for those younger guys trying to find their own. That's got to be super critical going into this season. Yeah, his leadership and his preparation, like he prepares uh, as diligently as any football player I've ever run. He is always in the building. He is all, you know, and I would say when the when your best player is out working everybody, when your best player is out preparing everyone, like everyone else who just falls in line. And, you know, his football, he can throw the daylight side. He's super smart. He's got super quick release, like all the things that you want in a quarterback. The thing that people are like, he is tough is like when your quarterback's tough it's it's going to filter through your team and he, he will he will do anything to, to find a way to beat you and he plays uh we try to get him a slide in he won't do that you know like he's you know even the bowl game you know we were we had we had a 10 what a 13 point lead late we just got a good goal line stand we were backed up we had a third and eight they've got two really good pass rushers one of them gets free and hits our quarterback from the blind side he shrugs it off runs seven and a half yards runs into two linebackers and just keeps driving then finally our old lineman drills him from behind and push that and it's just who he is like he just did we didn't even need the first down necessarily we we're up two scores but He's going to fight for every inch for his teammates every time. So, um, again, crazy talented, but like you said, the leadership and the preparation are what sets him apart. And you're lucky this year, too, in the sense that you don't have much of a quarterback battle. You know, a lot of school, a lot of teams in the uh, conference do this year. You're very set with your quarterback. That has to be a sigh of relief because you know what you're going to get out of it. Yeah, no, we're, we're forcing to have him. It's hard to find a great trigger guy, and we have a great trigger guy. And, and he's still getting better because he still works his tail. Like, he made a huge jump last year. Everybody thought he was so good as a freshman, you know, First ever true freshman starter in the history of our school. Yeah. And then he leads us to a MAC championship. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, you don't even have any idea. He's he's not even scratching the surface. And then he comes back last year. He's like, man, he's so – I'm like, yeah. And he's going to – he'll continue – not not as big a leaps, but he's going to continue taking taking those leaps. So, yes, it's nice to have your trigger guy back because I know a lot of guys lost theirs. Yeah, they did. It, you know, it seems like he, he's been there forever. It seems like he's been in Oxford for as long as I can remember, which, which is great. You talked about him last year. Over 2,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, only six interceptions. Like, you can't ask much more out of a guy, you know, especially who's playing at such a high level uh, within the program. You have a new defensive coordinator. Yeah, Bill's insanely smart. He's been, you know, he's not been in name our defense coordinator, but he's anybody been around or for him. He, he knows, he knows as much about his been around a while. He knows as much about his defense as anyone. Um, played for me way back in the day at Grand Valley State. He's probably my as smart a player as I've ever been around. He's been 
He's coached with me every year, but one since, you know, we've been together every year since like 2002, I think, or 2003, except for one year we've been apart. Uh, went to Notre Dame with me, came to Miami with me. So uh, really, really talented, really, really smart. Uh, we'll have the kids very well prepared. We'll have our have our kids practicing the right way. So it's it's it, it's it'll be a very smooth transition. And I spent right now all my time on the defense side of the ball. So um, it's good to have him who understands me and has dealt with, has put up with me or dealt with me, however you want to say it, um, uh, for a long time and, and and really knows how to to offset who I am and, and what my strengths and weaknesses are. You mentioned Grand Valley State. What a great conference that is, too. Fantastic. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, there. So it's, it's, I'm still, I still watch it. Not watch it, but follow it on a weekly basis. So I was actually back there for alumni golf on Friday. It was pretty cool. So Obviously, with the new coordinator, with the new changes on defense, uh, how is the defense going to handle the loss of guys like Sterling Weatherford, who was just phenomenal in his career with Miami? Yeah, four, four starters are in NFL camps right now. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, Ben Kempler who started for me for five years. Um, he's not in NFL camp, but he's been a great player. Then you got three other guys that that uh, transferred that are NFL players. That's why they transferred. Uh, <laughs> they'll be in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> so you're talking. We lost probably you know seven, eight NFL players off that defense. So again, it's a transition year. The good news is. We do have a good nucleus comeback. Ryan McWood missed all last year. My, my seventh-year senior backer missed a whole season. Uh, is back healthy. So him and Salopec, Salopec's from Hoban. Uh, my, my two inside backers are back. My, my nickel's back and Quez Warren. My boundary corner's back, John Saunders. And all my defensive tackles are back. So we have safety's end and got to find a field corner. So we have a good nucleus back. We, we have a lot of good young players. Um, I said I got a bad spades hand. I don't know if you guys play spades, but I have a few times. Yeah. So I, I said, well, who's going to start on defense? I got like two, possibly nine. Like I don't know who, <laughs> but I, I'm excited because I really think they can play. But I, I got four field corners that all could start. Literally, well, you just coach speak. No, I literally, you, you name four guys that field corner, they all could be, and I think they're all good enough to start. And, but I don't think any of them have proven that they're the guy yet. So they're younger, inexperienced. So we'll probably play a lot of guys. We said we'll probably rely a little bit. You know, we've been pretty defense heavy. Uh, you know, we've been different than the rest of the teams in the league that score all these points and don't stop anyone. Um, but we're going to rely, you know, we got nine stars back on offense with Brett, and uh, we'll probably rely on the offense a little more on the year. I think, you know, by conference time, we got to be playing good defense. If not, we won't get where we want to go. But uh, we got some things to sort out in those non league games. And when you play Kentucky's and Northwestern Cincinnati, you're going to, if you're good, you're. We know you're good. You know I mean? right, right. And sometimes you get exposed a little bit, which is okay, too. So that's the beauty of playing that schedule that we play. Um, we kind of really know what we got going to league because if, if the guy's good in our non-league schedule, he's a good player, you know. And if he's not a tough, confident dude, it usually gets exposed when you go down and play Kentucky. It's going to be a different deal. So, um, But we, we got a lot of options uh, on the back end, and we're excited about those young guys. Yeah. Talk about, obviously, you just mentioned the, the non-conference schedule with Kentucky, Northwestern, uh, Cincinnati, the three-belt rivalry. Talk about how important those experiences are for those players and just to get to play in those big atmospheres against those big-time opponents. Like, yeah, that's, that's critical. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, we, we, I, I wish we wouldn't quite go as overboard as we do. You uh, intent state this year. I think there's well, it's us every year. But 2019, we won it. We were at Brett Cabot's first four games as a true freshman at Iowa yep. Saturday night, at Cincinnati, at Ohio State. I remember the Ohio welcome, State game. Welcome, yes. to, welcome to college football, young right. man. Like, <laughs> 
you know, like, and, and again, we didn't like. We got knocked out of the Ohio State game. We lost seventy-six to five. You kids better. I'm like, is this fair to this kid? We're doing to, you know, what I mean, but he obviously was fine for it. So, but no, getting back to your question, like, it is exciting, like. Going down playing SEC team, and they they won ten games or nine games. Like they're a good SEC team, you know. And um, having that opportunity, these kids love it, and our fans love it, you know. Um, going up to Northwestern, we have such a alumni base in Chicago, and, and going to play another Big Ten team. We played since I've been here: Michigan, uh, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Minnesota twice, Iowa twice. Now we get to play Northwestern, so getting getting those opportunities, and obviously it's you know Cincinnati in the rivalry game, and them coming off being top three in the country. That adds even more, more excitement. And we're playing at Paul Brown with the Bengals play, which is super cool. And it's even more cool for my kids because the Bengals just went to the Super Bowl. It used to be like, oh, this is where, they're, this is where the Bengals play. They're not right. very good, you know. Now it's like, hey, we have to play where almost the Super Bowl. Do you know what I mean? Where right. Joe Burrow plays, you know, yeah. and Jamar Chase. So that again, for you know, for kids, it, it's they're going to go in Bengals State like this. This is where Joe Burrow plays. It's pretty cool. So um, those those games are super super fun. You know, like. You guys almost got Notre Dame last year. Notre Dame, you know, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool and pretty amazing. If you can pull off one of those wins, it's it's you'll remember for a lifetime. I don't remember telling you as a Toledo guy. How do you know that? I don't know. The Toledo sticker? That's definitely his. I don't know what you're talking Toledo about. Toledo sticker. <laughs> Are you a Toledo guy? No? I am the Toledo guy. Yeah, right. he's the Ball State guy. All right. You're a Ball State guy. Well, who's the Toledo sticker? Well, that's my computer. That's I know. Story. I'm not super smart, but you act like I'm so stupid. You got a Toledo sticker on your computer. Hey, yes. And then you think his. I'm so, I don't know what you heard about me, but you think I'm so dumb that I can't figure out. So you're the Ball State guy. I am, yes. That's what makes you the guru. Yeah, yeah, there he is. Yeah. We've had some great tilts with Ball State. Now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Last year was what we were just starting to coach new about that one possession game last year. Uh, year before, year before that too. Yeah, one possession. Yeah, yeah. It's always, always, always a fun game. Yeah. But you mentioned Northwestern there. You get to go play at a stadium with grass. Yeah. That's rare anymore. I know. Now you were at Notre Dame, right? They had grass yeah. there at that point. Yeah, right? but now they don't. And the yeah. But I think we're going to all go back to it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we're trending back because all the NFL players hate the turf. And, yeah. and, and you know, it goes, yeah. it goes back this way. And yeah. so. And, and Ryan yeah. Fields is known for keeping their grass a little long, too. Yeah. So. That'd be a fun experience. So Ryan yeah. Field's a great place. It's a good yeah. game. I'm excited. Fantastic yeah. atmosphere. I'm excited to get back home out of Chicago, guys. Oh, so. Fair enough. Fair. Sure. I'll get some Portillos somehow. There you some, go. Somehow in that Friday Gotta Saturday, have I'll have Portillos. <laughs> sure. Um, I did want to ask you, since we were talking about Toledo, Miami and Toledo haven't played in a That's decade. I don't think. I've never coached against them. Right. Like, Why? Well, I, I should say that. I coached against them in uh, 1999 in the Glass Bowl. Uh, Chester Taylor fumbled going over the top, and we okay. won. Eastern Michigan won in the glass ball. I was the outside backers coach okay. Eastern Michigan. Okay. And Chester Taylor and uh, the kid from Springfield South High School, the quarterback, that great quarterback they had. Uh, Not Gradkowski. No, uh, no. Would have been before Gradkowski. Yes. But Chester Taylor played for the Vikings. was great. Yeah. Like he was going to score the way and touchdown, but they fumbled and we fell on it. So it was a good, yeah. good day for the Eagles. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean. What's up with that? Why, no why is that not like? Uh, no one's ever asked me. I have no idea. <laughs> I think we're playing next year. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that uh, I heard that today. But I've heard that before too. So. Right. I was then something say, happens. And we were supposed to play then, you guys this year. Yeah. And then you know the year before, and, yeah. you know, just yeah, it's crazy. That's, it is bizarre. Longest drought in I think FBS with with interconference. Yeah. Opponents. Well, it's got to be. It's got to be some kind of record. It's it's, it's, it's insane. Race. Um, so yeah, obviously opening the season at Kentucky. Uh, You're going, right? I'm going. I'm planning on being there. Okay. Uh, throw on a Miami T-shirt. You, you know, go. lose my mind cheering for the Red Hawks. There you I'm go. Excited. We appreciate that. Um, I uh, yeah, it's it's a good opportunity. I'm doing a whole road trip that week, going down to Tennessee versus Ball State Thursday okay. night. Drive back up through Kentucky, watch Miami. Go back to Toledo, fall asleep. Gotcha. Awesome. That's, I'm I'm envious. I'd like to. Cause I would say like when I retire, I'm gonna do like the whole. 
game day, but without the work. Yeah. So like just just go to the best game every week and tailgate and I'm gonna buy a jersey of the home team. I don't care who the home team is, I don't care what coaches I know on I'm, I'm rooting for the home team. I'm not I'm not getting any fights in the parking lot. You know, no matter so that's a, so that sounds like a pretty pretty cool first week for I'm, you. I'm excited. I'm ex- you know it's a it'll be my first uh, Miami game or road game. Gotcha. Um, and uh, my so first you'll be at Tennessee and at Kentucky. Those will be pretty, yeah, pretty awesome. Uh, it's gonna be a long weekend, but I'm yes. I'm super there pumped for it. Now, right now do you miss like you know being obviously you're on the sidelines, but do you miss the tailgating and stuff like that? You miss yeah, I'm, I'm always just like. I'm I everybody has fun. We're working. You know, like, yeah. Not that we're not having fun, but like that whole idea. I would go to high school football every Friday night. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love high school football. Yeah, I, I can't. I would. It doesn't matter where. Especially in Ohio. Yeah. Anyway, I would go to high school game. I go to college game on Saturday if I. And again, you could hit some double headers. You could get a noon game and yeah. you know. I was looking easily at trying get to, to a night game. No, you know, yeah, without even struggling. If you guys were and I don't, I don't drink, so I can actually be the driver. Oh, like I'll have, I'll have all sorts of people that want to go with me. That's I always have more friends than I should because I'm, I'm the designated driver. And then try to catch an NFL game on Sunday. Like that's. Oh yeah. That's well, if you guys have been playing at noon on that Saturday, I was going to try to book it to Ohio. Gotcha. I was going to try to. Who do they got? Um, I think it's like, uh, at Florida Atlantic. Ooh, they got a good opener. Yeah, so I was going to try to hit opener. all three and it's get to scheduling. Stadium. Good scheduling by the fucking Bobcats. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a lot of teams this year in the conference that have fantastic openers. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody yeah. seems way to nice. Way to rub it in. But you know what? It's a hey, great, way, a great it's venue. It's a great challenge. Yeah. You know, Kroger Field's a great venue against a great SEC yeah. opponent. Yeah. You know. It's an NFL quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Everybody's talking about. Hey, you got a quarterback who can probably make it to the next level too. No, there's no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he has the pedigree to do it too. I mean, it's a quick it's a quick phone call for him to figure out how to get there. So, but coach, this was this is awesome. You're our first Miami representative on the show. Hopefully, not the last. Not the no, last. Yes. We definitely want to have you on in the future, of course. But uh, we have something for you. Awesome. A token of our appreciation. Look at that. We've been giving out that is hats the to the coaches. So there we go. Uh, thank you for taking the time with us. And it's old school. This reminds me like when oh, I was yeah. in Little League Baseball. Man, oh, yeah. this is awesome. Oh, yeah. I've seen one of these. And all. That's cool. So thank appreciate you so much for joining us. We appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah. And appreciate uh, go Red Hawks. Thank you. All right, guys. Welcome back to the College Sports Connection podcast here at Media Day for the Mid American Conference 2022. I'm your host, Alex the Captain. Joining me as always is AJ the Guru. What's going on, everybody? Guys, we are here with the last interview of the day. Personal favorite because being a Toledo guy, Jason Candle, head coach of the Toledo Rockets. Coach, thanks for joining me. Alex, AJ, great to be with you, boys. Tired to believe we're back at it again. It doesn't seem too long ago we were in Detroit doing this, getting ready for the season, and now we're what five weeks out and getting ready to go. Hey, right around the corner. Right around the corner. Can't wait. So let's just dive into it. A lot of success with players going to the NFL this last year. Um, moving forward, this team was so incredibly talented. Fell a little short of the mark, but let's talk about those players who have now gone to the next level. How big is that for the program? Well, I mean, I think you got, I think they're 14 or maybe 16 now that will open up on an NFL camp here starting today or tomorrow, depending on you know, when teams start. Uh, but very proud of those guys. Super impressed at their work ethic, their commitment. Their longevity, their st- the staying power has allowed them to, you know, not only be in those camps, but have the opportunity to make those teams. You know, and you talk about Sam Womack and Tyson Anderson, the most recent guys drafted. That's, that's eight guys drafted for us in the last six years. Before I became the head coach, we hadn't had a guy drafted here in 10 years. So it's something we're very proud of and, you know, something that one of the goals of our program when we first got here and transitioned to this role being the head coach. We were 
going to win a championship. And we're going to put guys in the NFL at a consistent rate, and we're going to get guys to make sure they graduated and move on and left to leave a better place where they found I think those are those things we, you know. What's neat about that is we've accomplished all those things, but those things continue to remain the same challenge, you know, and that's what's the beauty of college football. So, uh, very happy for them guys. Very excited for, you know, I think some, it's 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 a it's a it's a transitional year for a couple guys. I think Cody Thompson maybe breaks through this year, and makes the three-man roster. I think, you know, like Kadar uh, Hallman, he makes a roster and makes the 53-man team. Like I think there's a couple guys that have been in the NFL for a couple years and maybe put the staff and have a great year. And you know, you got those headliners and Kareem Hunt, Deontay Johnson, and, you know. Who are very much staples in their yeah, organization. They're, they're expecting the next step too. They're expecting sure. to be in the Pro Bowl and that kind of stuff. So it's it's fun to follow those guys and certainly a, you know, a nice card to have in your pocket. Speaking of following those guys, uh, Toledo Athletics held their garage sale this year. I picked up a couple jerseys. Yeah. Picked up a Reggie Gillen jersey. Nice. Sent it out to him in Buffalo and he signed I'm it sure. for me. Sure. Uh, salt of the earth. I mean, no, what, just what an incredible ever. human being. Just, I mean, that, but that's how you get a fan for life. Well, that guy's that kind of story it comes as a walk-on running back. And, you know, grades aren't very good in high school. You know, leads here as a as a tight end who leads the country in block kicks. He's uh, arguably the best blocking tight end in the country that year. You know, uh, he's a three-three student. In the league. I mean, you talk about the transformation of a human being in all aspects. You know, very proud of that guy. Very excited about what the future lies ahead. What it lies for. What it looks like for him moving forward. You know, he's on a great team. I mean, that team could end up in the Super Bowl. Buffalo loves him too. I mean, you. I've got friends who live in Buffalo, and if I got, you know, he's out doing exactly what the coaches need him to do every single time. You never have to worry about that guy. No, that not guy at all. Not at all. It's across his T's and dots eyes every day of his life. So. Going back to last season, obviously not the season as as a fan, not a season that we wanted. Um, seven and six, despite the talent. Um, big factor in those losses from just the casual observer was the penalties. 130 penalties for the team led the country. Not the stat you want to lead the country. And I, you know, no team wants to do that. As a head coach, what are what do you do to help limit penalties this coming season? Yeah, I mean, first of all, you got to own it. I mean, we we made those plays. You know, we did that. You know, we have to look ourselves in the mirror and fix that. You know, I think there's. There's two tails there. There's one, there's operational things on offense and maybe playing two quarterbacks early in the beginning of the year. Had some, had some contributed to that a little bit. And, you know, that being solidified and you know, hopefully getting you know five healthy offensive linemen in there that stay in there the entire year while you pay a luxury. Something sometimes you can't control that, but you know, that would be great to have that for a one year at least. Um, and then if you look on the defensive side of the ball, you know, we had 35 penalties last year that the other team got a first down. Uh, 18 of those were in the fourth quarter. You, you, know, you lose close games and you know 22-20 Northern Illinois three-point loss to Central three-point loss to Eastern. You know, I mean, those are everything matters. And, you know, when does when does it matter? Today matters. December fifth. You know what I mean? When you want to be playing in the conference championship. So you got to consistently number one, you got to own it. Two, you got to have a plan to fix it. You know, I think there's some things we've done offensively that will eliminate and take that stuff off the tape. You know, the discipline of how we. How we do things defensively. There's gonna be, there's gonna be. I've said this since Dad became the head coach. There's a difference between you know, not being late to work because you're caught in traffic, rather than hitting your snooze button one more time. You're still the same result, but so the penalties. And as we refer to penalties, there's some that are effort plays that you don't want to take off the tape. Maybe they, you could go either way, and you can make an argument. But there's some things that are they're absolutely not negotiable. You can't have pre-snap penalties. You can't jump off sides. You can't start the Notre Dame game the way we did with four penalties in the first minute and a half of the Notre Dame game. You know, three of them are uh, 
the moment maybe got a little bit bigger than us at that, at that point in time. And once we settled in, we played great football. And then, you know, they showed up in the last minute of the game. So there's a lot of contributing, you know, a lot of contributing factors, but you got like so you got to own it. you got to put a plan in place to fix it. And you got to just fix it. you got to do it. So this year you're talking about the big moments, right? This year Toledo plays Ohio State. Last time Toledo was in Columbus, in my opinion, we were screwed. I know you can't say it as a head coach. I know that you're not allowed to, but I'm not an ESPN and I'm not a football coach. But I think Toledo really should have won that game, 27-22 loss. How important is this game for those players? Do they look back on that? I mean, these guys are middle school. Yeah, they would. I mean, I was there. I was in the stadium. Um, I watched the you know Eric Page get open and didn't quite get the ball to him at that, that time. Probably still could have won the game despite all those penalties you're talking about. But you know, you're not top five place in top five program. You know, you got to go in. You got to. You gotta slay the giant. You know, you can't no dancing around and trying to throw a stone. Like you gotta hit him in the eyes. Like, you gotta hit him every time. You can't miss. There's a lot of things that has to go into that to get it done. Like, we did have a lot of things right last year in South Bend that we didn't win the game. You know what I mean? You got you gotta do everything right to beat those caliber of teams. Um, it's a tremendous opportunity for our players on the team team, talent and players from the state of Ohio that this is going to mean the world to them to go play in that stadium. A lot of guys on the team will probably think they should be recruited by those guys. So, uh, yeah, big moment for our program. And, you know, when you come to Toledo, you expect to play in games like this. And not only expect to play in them, you expect to go play well. We expect to go play well. And you get to play that in prime time, too. Yeah. Which is, yes. it's going to look great in the lights. We'll be down there for yeah. it. And so that, 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 we're really excited about that one. The new uniforms. Those are going to look impressive. Yeah, under those, those, are, lights. those are really special. I mean, they came out really nice. You know, I think you look at the Ohio State deal, seven o'clock kickoff, and then you got two national televised action games on Tuesday nights. And you know, what I would say is, Ohio State is what it is. It's going to get its attention. It's going to have a national spotlight. My, my thing is, like, we have a home game on Tuesday night here in Toledo. Like, that's let's use that as a national commercial with Toledo. Not only Toledo Athletics, but Toledo Football, but uh, University of Toledo and the City of Toledo. What we got going on? There's so many great things going on in our city. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, oh man, like, that's a that's a main, that's a big stage for us. Downtown's made a huge transformation. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, in, in athletically wise, you know, the Mud Hens are having a great season. The Walleye had a fantastic season, and things are popping in Toledo. We talked to Coach, or, excuse me, uh, Coach uh, Mr. Blair about it earlier. You know, the Glass Bowl on a Wednesday night and action is just the best. There's there's not an empty seat. And it's, it's, it's the place to be. Well, I think we, we, we go as that place goes. Yeah. You know, we go as the environment that goes. And, you know, it's our responsibility to put a great product out and continue to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know something somebody wants to go see. Sure. Pay attention right. to, you know what I mean? But, you know, I think it goes hand in hand, too. We've got to continue to lock arms with our fan base and our city and, mm-hmm. and really try to take this thing to the next level. Yeah. So, obviously, we did lose guys like Brian back to the NFL. How do you replace him? You know, who's who's stepping up? Uh, I know Keith Stewart is one of the guys that people are kind of talking about. Who else is kind of stepping into that role? Is there a front runner to take the lead back role, or is it going to be more by committee? Don't replace him. You know, we never replace a guy that's one of the all-time greats. Three eight student, high character of an individual or anybody you ever come across. You don't. That guy's not coming back, unfortunately. Um, much like Cream Hunt wasn't coming back, Eric Page wasn't coming back, Logan Woodside wasn't coming back. You got to turn the page. You have to. You have to understand that there's good guys that have waited their turn patiently to, you know, to, to have this moment. And somebody's going to go see it. And if that's by committee, then so be it. If it's one guy that takes the bull by the horns, we'll find that out in the next three and a half weeks. 
it's a very unique time. I think, you know, in preseason camp in years past, we've tried to protect the running back a little bit. Sure. sure. They might have to hit these guys in preseason camp. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta, see what gotta, they can do. Attack, <laughs> see, make a line, and go see who can separate themselves a little bit. So, uh, all part of the evaluation process, and, but I, I think we are we're confident that we got somebody that will end up uh, out of there and emerge as the front runner. Now you open up camp here, what, next week? Yes, sir. Next week. So what are your early expectations, You know, getting, especially getting these younger guys acclimated to, I know they've had some spring balls some of the early guys, but what are your early expectations and kind of focuses the first week or two of practice? Well, I think we want to paint a picture of where we want to end. And to, to know where we want to end it at, you have to learn from the past. So I think we got to, you guys mentioned the penalty, we got to address a lot of the things that have maybe been our Achilles here in the last 18 months and, and address them right away and continue to try to fix them and trying to carry over the thought process of what we went through, uh, which what I thought was a great winter workouts and, and, a, and a tremendous spring football season. So um, get the team back. Now they've been away from the coaches for a few weeks. Get them back in the preseason here and uh, get get back to, you know, those fundamental principles that we want to get corrected. You know, and I, you know, a good young freshman player, if he emerges, and that's awesome. And so be it. He takes somebody's job and, you know, it's meant to be. But, uh, you know, I want I want the 11 guys that are going to play on offense, defense, and special teams to get sorted out as fast as we can here and uh, get them practicing and get them ready to go so we can win that first game. I wanted to talk about your quarterback, Decon Finn. Took over as a starter halfway through the year last year um, and played incredibly well as a freshman. You know, we watched him, you know, all through the season, just electric, just what a playmaker. As, as you know, as a coach, there's always room for a player to improve. What tools has he added to his tool belt this offseason? And what can we as fans and media expect to see from him this year? Well, I think he, he ended up taking the job yeah. in the middle of the season last year. Yeah. He did that by work through June, July, and August. And maybe something on the surface that we, we couldn't see as, as coaches or see as fans. And, and, you know, when he didn't play well or he didn't play to – you know, maybe the expectation he thought he should play, how his teammates responded to him and how they rallied around him. Uh, you know, somebody somebody else on a football team, that'll happen to this. Somebody's doing that right now as we're sitting here talking. We don't know who that is yet. Uh, so that's that's the beauty of this game that we play. And that's uh, why football is the ultimate team game because it, it takes everybody. But, uh, you yeah, I mean, I think the principles of playing great quarterback, you know, being a great quarterback and having great quarterback play always come down to decision-making and how accurate he can be with the football. I mean, obviously, this guy's got to... He's got an elite get-out-of-jail-free card in his legs because he's a tremendous athlete and his, his ability to run is, 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 is off the charts. So uh, just finding a balance of what that looks like, making the right play, finding better ways to process the 40 seconds in between plays or the 25 seconds in between plays, whatever it may be, and how to understand how to, how to best attack the defense in an educated way to where it is the right play. You know, a check down to a really good player that goes for 20 yards, still goes in the statues, a 20-yard completion. It's not, not any different than the prettiest dig route you've ever thrown in your life. So continue to do that. And I think the great ones all have that ability. Uh, they stay out of they stay out of quarterback hits that way. They stay out of sacks that way. It makes them, you know, all of a sudden now an offensive line looks like a great offensive line where maybe before it didn't look like such a great offensive line because of the efficiency the quarterback is playing with. So uh, coach has got to do a great job putting a plan around him that allows him to be successful, but he's got to go out and Perfect. You guys open the season against Long Island University September 1st. Uh, we're looking at coming out to some games this year. Really excited for Chico football. Excited for the MAC season in general. It's going to be a great year. Coach, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. Go Rockets. Go Rockets. Go Rockets. Go Rockets.